Hi, I'm Chris. Hi, I'm Robert, and we're the Film Flamers. Bringing you a holiday favorites cocktail mixer. That's right. Normally, this time of month, we'd be doing a top 10 episode, but in the spirit of the holidays, we thought it's a perfect time to have a mixer and what perfect guests other than the guys from Cocktail Party Massacre. So, hey, guys. Hello. Hello, you guys. We are huge fans, so thank you so much for having us on. Oh, yeah. We love your podcast so much. We couldn't wait for this to happen. So, uh, why don't you... This is like the perfect Christmas present Absolutely, being on your show. And it's coming early. (laughs) Yeah. That's right. We can celebrate for the rest of the month with this. Yeah. Uh, why don't you tell everybody who you are and tell us a little bit about your show? Well, my name is Pickens. My name is Brock. And we just have a fun little podcast where every week, you know, we watch a horror movie and then we make a cocktail that's themed around the movie. And then we just do like a big trivia extravaganza. Yeah, we invite horror fans to pick a movie for us to watch. It should be their favorite movie. And then we kind of quiz them on that movie it's partly a game show and then of course we throw in cocktails and also we like dissect we talk about the movie we dissect it we just go into like intricate details all that fun stuff yeah sometimes depends on the movie (laughs) well it's so much fun i know the first time i listened to your show i was like it has everything i love in it horror movies games and drinking so it was just (laughs) yeah it's it's like you can't go wrong right (laughs) you can't have a cocktail party without some games Mm mm-hmm that's true. And you can't have a cocktail party without a cocktail. And so if this is a holiday cocktail mixer and you guys are uh, consummate mixologists, uh, what are some things that y'all like to drink around the holidays? Any festive holiday drinks? My go-to my go-to is a gin and tonic because it tastes just like a Christmas tree. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. So but um um usually I like I, I I go a little crazy and get into the creamier drinks usually. So like that's when I pull out the Baileys or like I put in like cream or something in my drinks. I don't know. Something that like soothes the soul. I drink anything though. It just really yeah. depends on my mood. <laughs> and I'm an old soul, I think. So I, I tend to drink uh, mulled wine. And uh, yeah, you can you can actually mix uh, whiskey in it. So you can have the mulled wine with all the spices and then add whiskey. Just make sure, of course, that you don't boil the alcohol off because that's all the fun, of course. Um, but yeah, it's really tasty and it warms you from the inside out. Actually, one other thing, because like especially around this time, it's flu season. So you know, people can start feeling under the weather. I love a hot toddy. Oh. Oh, yes. Yes. Some warm whiskey with some tea bags, and then you throw in some lemon and honey, and it's cured. I'm, I'm cured. You just wanted to say tea bags, didn't you? Well, <laughs> <laughs> you set them up. I okay. Uh, Chris has a fantastic nog recipe. So Yeah, we just made it. It's quite boozy, so prepare yourselves. Ooh, I'm excited. It's got the, the heavy cream, and it's got, like, the full recipe is, like, 16 eggs and, like, two mm-hmm. quarts of heavy whipping cream, mm-hmm. and... All kinds of stuff. It's got bourbon in it. It's got uh, sherry. No, is it sherry? Yeah. yeah. It's got like a pint of bourbon, a pint of rum, and then like two cups of sherry, you know, or a cup of sherry. It's It was crazy. I yeah, want to come to Christmas at your house. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> Just, You'll stumble home. Believe we started me. drinking that last night and we're still recovering. So yeah. Oh, sure. that's funny. I had a wedding last night, so I'm kind of recovering from that myself. Oh, yeah. But Ooh, speaking of fun. eggnog... Um, I think I mentioned to you too when we were speaking uh, in advance of recording that uh, something that's really good to go in eggnog is Krupnikas, uh, which oh, is that's that, right. I'm like, it's so good. It's so good. It's like a Lithuanian liqueur, um, but I, I think it's like rising in popularity. So I know there's a place nearby in Durham who makes it from scratch, but I think it's popular now where you can go to a liquor store and pretty much find it. 
I forgot to share that with Chris actually, but yeah. you know, next time oh. I'm at the liquor store, I'm gonna pick it up. It's like a like a herbal honey liqueur. Oh, it's really, really, honey. really good, eggnog. Yeah. Sandra oh. Lee puts white chocolate liqueur in hers. Oh, well, so there, you go. there you go. Well, we were putting the eggnog on our coffee this morning, so I guess I lied a little bit. <laughs> oh, we yeah. didn't quite well, stop. Well, the best so, cure for a hangover is just exactly. to keep drinking. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> all right. So now that we have our holiday cocktails and we're all mingling, um, <laughs> what do you guys like about Christmas? Do you guys have any family traditions or even some new traditions that you've made yourself since you've become adults? Things okay, like that? Scrooge. So I'll go first. <laughs> I, know, I, know what, I know what Brock's answer is going to be. I love Christmas. Christmas is... Um, I like Halloween the most. I think Halloween is my favorite holiday. But... Um, Christmas is a very nostalgic holiday. I love, like, I love the smell of Christmas trees. I love decorating. Um, I just like the whole, I like the Christmas songs. Like, I, there's something, like, um, soothing and, like, kind of just, like, curing of the soul for them. Um, yeah, it sounds tacky, but, like, every year, like, growing up as a child, um, the church I used to go to, they always had this candlelit, like, Christmas Eve service, which was super, like, eerie, but super, Mm -hmm. like, cool, and, like, all we did, it was, like, 45 minutes, we'd mainly just sing Christmas hymns, which had, like, this haunting effect, so I was, like, going to that, so, the only time I go to church throughout the year is just this candlelit Christmas Eve service. I just love the songs and the nostalgia and, like, magicalness of the whole experience don't really have like really big traditions my family does like a brunch on the on christmas eve and then the night before we do what we call feliz navidad where we have like a mexican inspired dinner and my grandma makes this amazing like seven layered bean dip for these chips and it's so good but that's like really like the only like tradition of like christmas that i have well all of that sounds as Gay as Christmas morning. Oh, yeah. Exactly, right? Exactly. <laughs> Happy and gay. Mm-hmm. So you said you knew what I was going to say. What do you think I'm going to say? That you don't like Christmas. Well, I don't like Christmas. What? But yeah. you don't know what I'm going to say about, like, a tradition. <laughs> Brock is not a Christmas fan. I'm not. I was not allowed to buy him a Christmas present. Oh, my but God. But he bought me one, so <laughs> makes me feel like a piece of shit. Okay, so I do have a tradition, though. Uh, and I'm usually alone-ish on Christmas. Uh, my family comes to my house a week in advance, and then they go and celebrate Christmas with their kids. My sisters, and they have, like, you know, a whole fleet of kids, right? Yeah. Um, they're basically baby machines. So um, so they celebrate with me at my house. The whole family gets together at my house a week in advance of Christmas. Then they go and celebrate with their families on Christmas Day proper. And, uh, and I'm usually by myself, except uh, I have an elderly friend uh, who, uh, really a mentor and just an all around great guy. He's getting up there. And, uh, so what we've been doing for the, for the longest time is on Christmas day, I'll pick him up at his, at the home mm-hmm. and, um, and I'll take him to Chinese and then we'll watch a movie. That's so, really nice. That's really I mean, yeah, that that's, is. that's my Christmas day. I like it. I like it. That's yep. a great and way to spend Christmas gonna happen this year, but oh. also yeah. Chinese food is just so good. So, yeah. I'm there you know, with it's, it's, Dr. Unks, who's my uh, elderly friend, me, and then a bunch of uh, Jews. And it's great. I love it. (laughs) It's awesome. Uh, Similarly to that, my my family always celebrates Christmas around like the 15th because Mm -hmm. my brother has a family or my parents go to see my grandparents and sometimes I can't make it to that. So usually on Christmas Day, I'm I'm working for the most part. But I mean, uh, myself, though, 
At the start of the year, I always put my tree up like right around Thanksgiving, and then I like to sit down and watch as many Christmas horror movies as I possibly can. Yes, <laughs> so. that is the best part about Christmas. There are some really great Christmas horror movies. Christmas out there. is definitely like the boat is like the best when it comes to like horror movie. Yeah, like um, holidays. Yeah, well, I completely agree. I love holiday horror in general. I have like three mm-hmm. favorite subgenres, and it's all it's holiday horror, zombies, and anthologies, right? Mm-hmm. And so. Um, Holiday movies are just fantastic. And so I thought, you know, since we have you guys here, we really need to talk about Christmas horror movies and what we all think are our favorites. Right? Yeah. Sure. Okay. So, uh, Brock, do you want to start us out? I didn't I didn't talk about my. Oh, my God. Yeah, I skipped yeah. Chris, Whoa, my co-host. Yeah, Chris. I want to hear his. Yeah. Humbug. And Chris doesn't have any traditions. That's true. <laughs> he actually has a lot of traditions. Uh, well, okay. Generally, we've we've started doing Greek Christmas, like so we do like, like uh, kibi and like tabbouli and like the hummus and you know baklava oh, and all that I'm, stuff. I'm down. Oh, yeah. I'm a slut for all of that. Oh yeah, it's just epic. It's amazing. The dolmas and just like I still haven't been Benica to Petto. one of your Greece Christmas yet. So. <laughs> yeah, so um, we've we kind of interchanged. Sometimes we do it for Thanksgiving. But, you know, it just depends. And I think this year we're actually, since we did Greek for Thanksgiving, we're going to try and do um, more like Asian. So I'm going to make some Thai food or something for Christmas or something. But sometimes I fry a turkey. I don't know. But uh, usually Christmas Eve we do fondue. Mm -hmm. So we put a bunch of like hot oil bubbling in the middle of the table and we all like cook our own meats and stuff. And so that's kind of fun. Other than that, it's pretty traditional. I mean, uh, Christmas tree, opening presents on Christmas morning and, you know, all that stuff. But I have never once opened a gift on Christmas Day. Really? Really? Yeah, in all of my 39 See, years. See, I feel I like know. that's, what? I felt like that was the experience for everyone growing up. Mm-mm. But then I, the more I've grown up, the more I've heard like, no, we always open presents on Christmas Eve. And I mean, like I've opened like, I mean, I've opened presents like on Christmas Eve with like my other, my extended family, but my immediate family, we always waited till Christmas morning for our own presents. But like with my grandparents and like cousins, it was like a Christmas Eve thing. Yeah, and then we have Friendmas that we do. Yeah, so we, we have, have a, a white year. elephant, mm-hmm. I guess, where we all just bring one gift to the party and we all just kind of exchange and then until they stick. And mm-hmm. we celebrate our Friendmas on New Year's Eve, so it's really just an excuse to drink a whole bunch. And, yeah. yeah. I mean, there you go. Yeah. As if New Year's Eve isn't already an excuse. <laughs> <I know>. Right. <laughs> we yeah. just drink a little extra. So. Sometimes we open presents on Christmas Eve, sometimes on Christmas Day. My dad was a fireman, so he worked 24 hour shifts. So it would be we would always open presents when my dad was there. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the so. worst for me was when Christmas Day fell on a Sunday because we had to go to church before we could open presents, mm-hmm. and it was just excruciating. We would just yeah. sit there and just be like, "End it, end yeah. it!" And then my mom would be like, "Well, let's go out and get lunch." I'm like, no, bitch, we want to open presents. <laughs> yeah, I, I've been there. Usually, like it would be like the Sunday night or something. We'd have to go do the candlelit, like you know whatever it is on Christmas and mm-hmm. my mom really likes to do that and to this day obviously but generally we've escaped going to church on Christmas Day itself thank God yeah yeah mm-hmm. I haven't even done that on Christmas Day I don't know we're well, just doing Christmas all wrong in my family I don't mm-hmm. know what's wrong with us yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it happens to the best of us I don't know mm. Okay, I'm so sorry, Chris. I will never exclude you from tradition talk again. Thank I you. Promise. I pr- that will be my gift to you from now on. Oh my God, look, he's crying. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, in that case then, Chris, why don't you start us off on the movies so I won't forget you this time? Uh, okay, well, I guess we each picked two. 
Yeah. And uh, my number two pick was basically the collective Christmas carols, like especially the Christmas Carol from 1951 um, or Scrooge from 1970 or even Scrooged with Bill Murray from 1988. And I feel like for me at least, and I, I, this has got to be the case with a bunch of other people, like A Christmas Carol and some of those other Christmas stories have got to be people's first kind of foray into horror because we all kind of get a free pass, you know, around Christmas to watch whatever is on TV. As long as it looks like it's Christmas, mom and dad are okay with it, right? Mm -hmm. But we've got like the ghost of Jacob Marley with all the chains and the mist and the cold and the dark. You know, we've got the the ghost of Christmas past, present, and future. Of course, the last one being like death, you know? Mm -hmm. So probably my first, one of my first forays, at least into horror, was watching A Christmas Carol on Christmas Eve. Because it is, you know, in the, I mean, it's always like billed as like this up happy like Christmas tale, but really it's dark and like creepy and like really it's, it goes places. It's it depressing. Does. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, and I just thought about that. I was like, this has got to be like, it's not an obvious choice because we have straight horror Christmas films, yeah. uh, you know, and holiday horror is a whole thing. But I feel like there's a lot out there, especially I mean, this is Dickens, right? And he's going to he's going to make us go on a mental journey. So mm-hmm. that's that's all there in Christmas Carol. And a wordy mental journey at that. Yeah. <laughs> um, we were talking about this last night and I told Chris that when I was a kid, the only Christmas Carol I had seen was Mickey's Christmas Carol. So it was all Disney fied. It wasn't until I read the short novel in like middle school. And I was like, well, this is fucked up. (laughs) It's just like, (laughs) my God, where's goofy. (laughs) But, um, I mean, you make a good point. I think that holiday horror in general is a really good gateway horror for younger viewers who are just starting out in the genre. Because I mean, if you, you think you might like some horrific themes and movies, and you're looking for a place to start, I mean, you already have a childlike interest in, in holidays. And so it's a great place to like... I'm sorry, I thought you said childlike also, impress. <laughs> also, I think the imagery of Christmas in general is actually very creepy if you think about it. Because it's all about like over the cover of darkness, candlelit, a guy breaks into your house that you don't even know and like leaves gifts but if you're bad he leaves you cold like you know the whole (laughs) mythology of christmas in general is like pretty creepy if you actually like sit down and think about like all of like the imagery and like symbols and stuff Oh yeah, That's there's true. there's creepiness all over Christmas. I'm like, baby, it's cold outside, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, oh right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Rufy, my dream. Tell, yeah. uh, <laughs> tell ghost stories of tales of Christmases long, long ago. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. So it's all. Yeah, we're just, just supposed to, I guess, not think about it. Right. Yeah. So this just capital- drink. It's when capitalism took it over. That's when it became like the yeah. crazy, like buy, 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 spin, spin, spin. The, an- the, uh, the answer is to drink. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. exactly. Uh, Brock, what's your number two favorite Christmas horror movie? I think that my favorite um, number two. I was. I'm going to say uh, uh, Better Watch Out. It came out in 2016. Uh, it was one of those surprising movies. By the way, uh, listeners. If you haven't seen Better Watch Out, it's really good. Yeah, but um, avoid the trailer at all costs because it's one of those weird trailers where it just reveals too much. Um, I enjoyed it even after having watched the trailer, but I was like, oh, I never saw the trailer. So oh, yeah. Died. Yeah. So after, I mean, but after seeing it, I'm like, damn it, I wish I wouldn't have watched the trailer. But no, uh, Better Watch Out uh, released, I think, in 2016, and it's. 
I'll say that it's kind of like a mix of uh, Home Invasion. Well, never mind. I was going to say a mix of Home Invasion and Home Alone, but uh, Home Alone is pretty much a Home Invasion. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, I, it's it's a it's surprising, even though one of the major surprises was revealed to me in the trailer. Um, so well, that's my I was t- told my I still haven't seen it, and I was told do not watch the trailer by Robert. Yeah. yeah. So I plan on watching it, and I'm really excited because I keep getting these like. DMs every once in a while where I see like Brock saying, you know, this is really amazing, like you know, and and then I've got Robert telling me not to watch the trailer, and so there's a lot yeah. of buzz for me, so I'm, yeah. I can't wait to see it. And Robert, you did watch it, right? Yeah, I was having a conversation with uh, one of the guys from Movie Geek and Proud on Twitter, mm-hmm. and we were talking about holiday horror or something, and he was like, "Oh, have you seen Better Watch Out?" And I was like, "No, what's that?" He was like, "Go watch it. Do not read a synopsis. Do not watch a trailer." I'm like, "Well, now I'm intrigued," yeah. and I finally watched it for the first time last week, and I was just completely floored. It was like the most batshit crazy fun experience for a Christmas movie. It was and definitely fun. Yeah, the I'm kid in that movie looks just like my nephew, like exactly like my nephew to a T. So yeah, I pulled up still images and showed my parents after I watched it and they were like, Oh my God, it is. I'm like, yeah. And he's doing some shit that he would pull. He'd totally like hit on a babysitter (laughs) or like sneak a drink, you know? So yeah. yeah. Um, The, the, the female lead, she's amazing in it. And, um, just, I I love the ending. That's all I'll say. It's like, it's, it's pretty badass. Mm -hmm. So, um, Chris, Beeline after after this Beeline to your <laughs> to your television and watch it. I think it's streaming on Shutter and some other places. Oh yeah, it's definitely on my list. Yeah. It's yeah. the next thing basically. Mm-hmm. I sort of want to watch it with him because I want to mm-hmm. like I want to gauge his responses. So maybe yeah. a, mm-hmm. a second watch is in my future. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Pickens, what's what's your number two? So my number two, um, so my number one and my number two, I really go back and forth on. But so for right now, this is my number two. But it is Black Christmas. It's I actually will say for both the 1974 original and actually the remake, I have grown fond of. I didn't like it my original time watching it, but now I've grown to appreciate the remake. But I really love that original um, 1974 one, especially because it was such a challenge to get my mother to allow me to watch the movie. Because I remember they had it in my um, video store, and this is like right at like when the remake came out, and so I saw the original, I was like, oh, I want to rent it. And my mom had let me see, like, at this point, she'd let me rent Halloween, all of the Friday the 13th, but for some reason, she was like, you can't watch this. You can't watch this. And finally, she broke down and let me rent it, and I loved it. Yeah. Ugh. That is, it's so creepy. It's so, like, and also, like, you know, this is pre-Halloween, pre, like, all the slasher movies, but it was so, like, oh, God, my favorite sequence of all time is the scene where they're, um, the children are singing that like Christmas, um, the Christmas chorus, and the um, Margot Kidder is being stabbed <gasps> by like the glass unicorn. That mm-hmm. is just like, that is art. Margot right Kidder there. and a unicorn are in this movie. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. I haven't it's, seen it. Oh yeah, it's great. <gasps> you haven't? No. Oh, it's so good. I know. It it's so good. It's you like, have a lot of holiday yeah. viewing. Uh, yeah. And then in 2006, they remade it. Um, with uh, Michelle Trattenberg, uh, that um, Mary Elizabeth Watson, and like a couple of other like pretty like you know famous at the time like early two thousands like stars, and I will say, it's it's trash, but it's it's really pretty. It's like very beautifully lit, and like it's it's bonkers. But so I appreciate both of them in different different aspects. 
Uh, Black Christmas is also my number two pick. So yeah, I I went back and forth trying to pick my number two, and I had to land on that one just because it's it's like the most like understated slasher movie. It's mm-hmm. it's super. It's it's almost like a drama to watch. Well, too. Isn't it also the origin of the final girl? <clears throat> Mm, I mean, people were saying make... Suspiria was, but Black Christmas came out before it. And no, I, I'm, I've looked at the history of the tropes, and I thought Black Christmas was I mean, the very you can first make Final the, Girl. You can make the argument that Psycho had the Final Girl element in it too, since they're, you know, they're, yeah. I, I don't know. Also, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which came out like around the same time, mm-hmm. that could also be Final Girlish. So I don't know. It just depends on your definition and all that stuff. So I definitely the studious think studious brunette. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Well, the, the final girl in Black Christmas is great. I think she's a fantastic oh, yeah. character. She's got a lot of, like, emotional depth and a lot of, like, hardcore shit going on in her life at the time of this, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So it's just, it adds so many layers to just, you know, a traditional horror movie. I also love that the director really of that. It is really It is. Well, yeah. Uh, the uh, I like that the director of Black Christmas also directed A Christmas Story, you know, the comedy, mm-hmm. right? Yes. So, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Two different ty- like, yeah, two different sides of the Christmas holiday. Mm-hmm. And also John Saxon's in it. And I love John Saxon, so there you go. Yeah, me too. Yeah. My Friday the third no my Freddy shirt on right now. So Yeah, it's great. Uh uh, the remake, I think, is good. I just rewatched the remake last week because it's been a couple years since I had seen it, and I didn't, I didn't like it the first time I saw it either, just because I love the original so much. But mm-hmm. the more I watch it, it's just like crazy. There's like so much, like it's more violent. There's a lot more gore in it, you know. Yeah. And so it's it's a different watch, and they they sort of give a, an origin story to this killer. Yeah. <laughs> so, but like, yeah. I will say, like, at least like not like a boring stereotypical origin story. Like, it pretty pretty out there and pretty fucked up. Okay. And also, I love the colors in the movie. Like, it's very colorful, which I'm always a fan of. I'm a slut for colors. Well, maybe that's another. If I can get Chris to watch some more movies with me, we'll do a, a double feature of both the Black Christmases. Right? I would do it. Yeah, do it. Uh, so, Chris, uh, what's your what's your favorite Christmas horror movie? Well, right now it's like I see. I didn't. I didn't want there to be too much overlap because I have. There's a lot that like kind of tie with like number one. Like I really love Gremlins and mm-hmm. and stuff. But I had to pick Krampus just because <gasps> it's more of like a recent thing. We just covered it in our. Uh, it's actually landing. Um, as of today, it's going to be tomorrow. Yeah, um, it's landing, and uh, we actually mentioned you, you guys in that too, by the way. Oh, sweet, thank you. And uh, yeah, I just saw it, and I and then I showed it to my family actually for over Thanksgiving. And my parents are not big, you know, especially my mother is not a huge horror buff, but she was actually willing to watch it after I showed her the trailer, and everyone really enjoyed it. And it it just has such a great like all the way through it has like it tries to fit in all of those christmas tropes you know like the taking of the pictures and the holiday play and this and all the shopping and all of the like kind of horror involved in family drama and everything else and and it has so many homages to so many other christmas films and horror films and then it ends so well um Mm -hmm. you know and so it's just and of course i'm a huge fan of that director who also did trick or treat you know Mm -hmm. and uh so I, I had to put it there because it just has everything in it, and it's about Christmas. And so, also Tony Collette. I mean, Tony oh, Collette. Yes. Tony Collette. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. I love we, the uh, animated sequence in that movie. Oh my god! Yes. It just, it just kind oh. of comes out of nowhere and it's beautiful. It's really. Oh yeah. Like, we go well everything. into that in our episode okay, tomorrow. Yeah. Right. yeah. I yeah, cannot wait to awesome. listen to the episode. Oh no! I mean, it's we, we we dive into like all that stuff, but that that animated sequence is fantastic. I think it's my favorite part of that because it makes me cry every single time that I watch it. So, yeah, 
Yeah, it's so definitely sad. made with. It's definitely made by someone who like appreciates film and like f- the history of film and like. Oh god, it was so good. I, I love the fact they use like practical effects for like almost everything. And yeah. Just, like oh god, mm-hmm. all of it's so good. Mm-hmm. So good. I really enjoyed that movie. Mm-hmm. Did that come out in 2016 as well? Was that like a good, or was it 2015? I feel like it's. I think it was 2016. I f- mm. think it was uh, 2015. 20, okay, 2015. Just curious. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was wondering if 2016 was like a banner year for, um, for holiday horror movies. <laughs> <laughs> There's a couple coming out this year. I think that looked pretty good. But, uh, Brock, what was your number one that you chose? Oh. um... I like uh, like Chris. I was scared there was going to be a lot of overlap. I mean, I was naturally going to say Black Christmas, um, but I decided instead to go with a kind of horror light kind of movie. And I mentioned this in our podcast before when we were doing one of our little listicle episodes. Uh, but I am going to go with Night of the Hunter, um, and I'm totally blanking on everything about this movie right now. Um, I think it was, it, it was I think it was in the 50s, right? Yeah, 1955 I want to say it was released, but it's really kind of this uh have you seen it either of you? I haven't seen it. I have not okay. seen it actually. <laughs> I know that's so sad. When he no. described it to me, it did sound really interesting. It, it's fantastic. It's kind of this modern day and by modern day I mean probably um early uh 20th century. Uh it takes place probably in the early 20th century, but a modern day fairy tale in a sense where uh, this killer who has tattoos on his fingers, on one side they read love, on the other side um, the tattoo reads hate, Uh, and he pretty much poses as this really uh, religious pastor, but he's this villain of a character and he's chasing these children across the countryside because they know where this kind of uh, treasure is hidden and he's after this money and so on and so forth and and he, he he's a ruthless killer so it's quite possible that he could end up killing these kids and not have any problem doing it um, I mean that's just that's just a very brief synopsis of it there's more going on but um, there's just some gorgeous shots in it I think I described in, in our podcast there's this shot where he kills uh, spoiler alert he kills the uh, kids mother and you don't exactly know how or, or well i'm sorry you don't know until you see the shot of her strapped in a car at the bottom of a lake and there okay. are all these um like plants undulating around her. her her hair is undulating and it's just this wonderful shot that i don't think you that people have before this movie was made has ever seen anything like that hmm. um so yeah that's my my first favorite i guess hmm. i have to see all of these man they all sound so good <laughs> Well, uh, Night of the Hunter has been on my watch list for a long time because I've, I've reread the Stephen King nonfiction book Dance Macabre a couple times and he mentions mm-hmm. it quite a bit in there. So I've always oh, really? wanted to oh. see it. Yeah. And then um, the Faculty of Horror did an episode on it and I didn't watch it before I listened to it. So I don't, I just still have not seen that movie. I mentioned it to my dad the other day and he was just like, oh yeah, Robert Mitchum. And I'm like, what? Everyone's seen this movie with me. <laughs> Shit. I haven't seen it either. Actually, Brock is like the one that brought it into my conscience. I was like, oh my God, I want to see this. I have it. You can borrow it. Okay, bitch. Yeah. Um, so what did, <laughs> I'm curious. <laughs> I'm curious. What does Stephen King say about Night of the Hunter? I didn't know that would be like something he would talk about. Uh, he, there's a there's a part in that book where he goes down like a list of like influential horror from when he was sort of younger, so like the 50s and 60s, and it's just on the list. And he like briefly goes into what makes it scary, and he's talking about him hunting kids and the tattoos on his hand. You know what I mean? He didn't really give yeah. away too much of the plot, but he at least like it was 
something that I knew about at a young age. Some other things that he lists on there, like wait until dark or like looking for Mr. Goodbar, things like that, you know? So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's a strange list, but if you haven't read that book, it's great because he just goes through like, you know, how horror affected him and just like pop culture horror in general. It's fun to read. Okay. And I guess I should mention that this, that it's Christmas horror because it kind of culminates on Christmas. I was going to ask. I was like, I didn't know that it had anything to do with Christmas. So, yeah, but yeah. Um, so I'm kind of shoehorning my my uh, choice into this, but because it's kind of horror and it's kind of Christmas, but I'm going to stick to it. That's my that's my favorite. That is yours, Boo Bill. <laughs> I really love it when horror movies are just incidentally on a holiday, right? Like um, mm-hmm. like Inside, right? It just happens to take place on oh, Christmas yeah. Eve, right? Yeah. Or like Night of the Comet is like a week before Christmas, and every, there's like a Santa Claus outfit and stuff in that movie. So I mean, those are mm-hmm. always fun, and I can totally shoot horror on the, shoot horror on all that stuff in there too. So. I mean, it's okay. Yeah. Uh, Pickens, what'd you pick as your number one? So I decided to pick the one. Um, I go back and forth with these two, but the one I chose was Silent Night, Deadly Night, because I do think it is an. I think it is slightly underrated on how like effective the film is, and also like I love my favorite thing to do is watch the Siskel and Ebert review of it, because <laughs> when I watch the Siskel Ebert review, I'm like. Did you even watch the movie or did you just watch the trailer? Because I feel like they just watched the trailer because they they always criticize horror films for being like just like, you know, graphic, like just women getting murdered, slaughtered. They don't take time to like have a backstory. And I'm like, this movie literally is like an hour of a backstory. It is showing, okay, this guy, this guy's this little kid witnesses his mother getting raped and murdered by a Santa Claus guy, which brings in that psychological aspect of not liking Santa. He then goes to this Catholic school where the nuns beat him and, like, you know, are very abusive. So it, like, continues with this and also, like, the intense morality of Catholicism and everything. And then he's, like, 18 years old. He goes, and his first job is literally to be Santa Claus. And so there's this, like, really intense psychological study of the whole character of this guy, of Billy. And then, of course, so, of course, you know, right and wrong, he, of course, it would make sense that he goes on this murder spree and murdering people. And also Linnea Quigley's in it. And also, it's just bonkers. And the fact that mothers picketed this film is just like hysterical to me. I don't know. It's, I don't know. I've always enjoyed, I, I have heard the criticism that people say like, it's too slow. It's like weird. It's not that good. I think it's really good. People say the same about black Christmas. Yeah, they do. I really appreciate it though. I think it's a great, it's a well-constructed film. It has a good climax. It has a interesting like backstory and it, it does what Siskel and Ebert always complained about. It gave a reason for the kill. It, you know, it wasn't this guy that like, just put on a mask was like, I'm just going to be Santa Claus and kill people. No, he literally was like brought up to be this way at this point because he was so psychologically destroyed from like everything. And it brings into the horrors of Christmas, like those creepy dolls and like everything. Yeah. Incidentally, did you know that it was released the same weekend as the original A Nightmare on Elm Street? 
Oh yeah, I did. I didn't know and, that. And it creamed a Nightmare on Elm Street uh, on the opening weekend. No, it what? did really. It well, did really well. No, so the publicity, like the whole thing of the moms picketing the film, it did a really good job. But TriStar were pussies and they pulled the film because they were afraid of the negative publicity. But it was making bank yeah. because people want to go see the movie because of the controversy. Yeah. And TriStar didn't make the connection and they pulled the film and that's why I didn't do yeah. but that's why when it was released on video it was like a super smash success yeah because people were like oh I remember this it was picketed it was banned it was like something like that the more you know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love this movie I watch it every single year it's always mm-hmm. on my list I mean I started it the other night I'm gonna have to finish it because I fell asleep I've just seen it too many times I know a yeah. lot of the dialogue so it's hard to even pay attention but uh it scared me when I saw it as a kid. I think I was just like 12 or 13 the first time I saw it. And it just like terrified me. Um, it also has that really creepy song. Santa's watching. Santa's waiting. Oh, God. It's just it's, ugh, creepy. Well, I think this came out right around the time that like the American audiences were suffering from some sort of like slasher fatigue. And everybody mm-hmm. was up in arms about every single slasher movie that came out. Like and didn't probably didn't take the time to watch it you know they were just yeah. like oh there's just violence we're gonna have to complain about it and every film critic was like no it's not good because there's just too much violence but you're right i mean as far as slasher movies go i think this one is tops it's great so. yeah super good um i went straight to my childhood for my number one pick and it's gremlins and yes. uh Gremlins is actually my favorite Christmas movie of all time, period, horror or non. And um, my mom took me to see this in the theater. I think it was one of my first theater outings. I was about five years old when Gremlins came out. Oh, boy. And I, like, vividly remember going to see it at the movies and how excited I was. And, I mean, it's just something that I've watched a lot since then. I like all those crazy little monsters running around. And I think that Gizmo is, like, the cutest little creature ever on cinema. What year did Gremlins come out? 1984. Oh, I was two. <laughs> oh. I believe I wasn't born yet. <laughs> Robert, I think I, I think that was the first movie that I remember seeing in an actual theater as well. Um, I went to see it, and it was either that or I think they released uh, Snow White. So it was either Snow White or Gremlins that I saw first in theaters. Yeah, I um, think they, they did re-release Snow White like a couple years before that around the same time. Because I... I don't think we went to go see Snow White in the theater. Of course, my mother, she also loves horror movies. And so, like, the first movie that she would pick to take me to is a whole bunch of, like, crazy monsters, like, destroying things and killing people. So, I'm, I mean, she made me what I am, apparently. Well, Snow White is a horror movie, in my opinion. It scared me when I watched it. And Snow White is actually in Gremlins, right? Isn't that what they're watching? Yeah, Yeah, that's that's what they're watching. watching. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, I have a question for you. How do you feel about Gremlins 2? I love Gremlins 2. Yeah, I think it's a lot of fun. I can't help myself, though. I mean, I know some people think it's way worse, but I like all the crazy different Gremlins that come out of that lab, (laughs) you know? So... Yeah, and Gremlins really 2 has, you know, that Jerry Goldsmith score, same as the first. It's got Gremlins 2 has uh, Christopher Lee in it, right? Yeah. Uh, I love Gremlins. I love the I love the fact that it is like you know it has like the facade of this like cute. It's like it's kind of like Krampus almost a little bit. It has this facade of like this cute family Christmas movie, but then it goes into some pretty dark, horrific places. Like Phoebe Cates' monologue about how she found out Santa Claus didn't exist, and the mom literally having to like murder like the Gremlins that were invading the home and. 
it's just bon it's like simultaneously like bonkers and like serious but fun it's just uh it's such a great time it's such a great time yeah that whole scene where the mom's in the house alone and the, the, the gremlins are attacking her I think it's one of my favorite horror scenes just in general I think oh, yeah. I mean I'm still on edge just, every time I watch it even though I've seen it oh, so good um well, I mean, we've talked a lot about horror at this point. Do you guys have any favorite non-horror Christmas movies? Um, yes. <laughs> Do you want to go first? Um, I think A Christmas Story, which we've already mentioned. We, we mentioned a Christmas yeah, story? didn't we didn't we talk about A Christmas Story briefly because oh, yeah, the Bob same Brown, director? Yeah. 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 yeah, so I mean, yeah, I mean, that's obviously a great uh, Oh, you know what? Also, um Obviously, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Oh yeah, yep. Chevy Chase. Yeah, but well, both those so, movies are hilarious. I like to watch. Yeah, those. so I have to watch. I have to watch those during the holidays. It's one. Of, it's one of the few kind of Christmas-oriented movies that are not horror movies that I that I enjoy. So I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, Mine is um, my favorite Christmas movie. I have a lot, like Home Alone and like um, a couple of others. But like the one I really love actually is Just Friends. The one with uh, Ryan Reynolds and Amy, Ad- um, not Amy Adams. Uh, God, what's her face from Scary Movie? Um, oh, Anna Ferris. Anna Ferris, and um, it's just so. It's about this like overweight dude in high school, and he's like has this huge crush on like this popular girl. And then years later, he gets he, there's like some type of humiliating thing that happens at a Christmas party. He leaves, and then ten years later, he comes back and he's Ryan Reynolds, so he's like chiseled, super hot, <laughs> and so he's like, "I'm going to like be like the hot guy and get her." And just disaster after disaster happens, and it's so funny. And Anna Ferris plays this like Britney Spears type pop star, and she is like a gem in the movie she has so many great lines his mom is super funny his brother is hysterical there's this guy played by chris klein he's like oh god the whole cast is great and it's become my favorite christmas movie i think have you guys seen just friends i haven't but based on that review i'm gonna go watch it soon oh it's so good please watch it who doesn't like ryan reynolds i know i was gonna say well you have me at ryan reynolds i'm I'm all about it it's great uh, Chris, what's something that you like to watch, non-horror? Well, I don't know if it's something I like to watch, but I feel like it had to have a place on our list, and that is, of course, It's a Wonderful Life. You know, mm. and, you know, I think it's just like, it's almost horror-esque in a way, right? I mean, yeah, it's dark. kind of that scroogey kind of thing going on with visiting the, you know, future that could be or, you know your past and kind of confronting everything and getting over depression and the holiday spirit and family and friends and going through life and everything. And I don't know, I think it's a good message overall. And, you know, it might be a little ham fisted and you watch it now, but I still think it's important. I think still think it's a, it's a great film. That's you know? a reason why they keep playing it yeah. over and over again. It's like a classic. It's, yeah. Yeah. A seminal Christmas message. Right? Exactly. Yeah. So I, I, it, it melts even my cold, scroogey heart. <laughs> yeah. I do. I do enjoy that movie. Every time a bell rings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> teacher says every time a bell rings and teacher gets its wings. Speaking of the heart. <laughs> that's right, Shoshi. That's right. Speaking of the heart <laughs> elements of that, of that story, <laughs> there was a Rugrats episode where they did that with Chucky and actually it gets pretty creepy. Mm. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. I uh I like the Family Stone. Have you guys <gasps> seen that? 
Oh my gosh. I guess Pickens is yes. <laughs> <laughs> Pickens. I am. So, I'm. So, I love Rachel McAdams. <laughs> I. I'm okay with Sarah Jessica SJP. I, I just passed Owen out because Wilson. he sucked all the oxygen out of the room. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that scene where she watches Meet Me in well, St. Louis this is, and this cries. This is Robert's pick. Let him okay. talk about no, it. No, no, no. It's fine. <laughs> this is this is really enjoyable for me. So I. I mean, he. Diane pr- Keaton and Craig T. Nelson. Oh, so good. I know. I, I think it. half the reason why I like the movie so much is because of the cast. I mean, I do love Sarah Jessica Parker. I can't help it. Like, I'm a big Sex in the City fan. I don't. Um, but I just like this family reminds me of my own so much because these these parents are so like liberal and they obviously love their children and that's just how my family acts, you know. And um, I mean, they're totally accepting of their gay son, you know. And so every time I watch this movie, it just reminds me of my own family a little bit. Except I think we're probably a little bit more dysfunctional than they are. But it's just, it's a really enjoyable, fun movie that makes me laugh and cry. And, and I need to see that then. Diane Keaton is like, she's just a dream. So oh. That's what I love about it, is that it really does, it shows that, hey, every family's fucked up. Every family has their issues. Every But at the end of the day, we all come together because we are a family. You know, like, yeah, oh God. It, oh god it's so good it's a tearjerker for sure it's, it's, it, it's, it's what you said It's you laugh and you cry it's just oh it's so good it's so good I love, oh, it. I love the family uh, when did it come out um, I was living in New York when that came out so early 2000s yeah, like, like 2005, 2004 2005 yeah. yeah something like that it's fantastic I remember we went to go see it for Christmas and I was just like oh so good and it's a straight up Christmas movie and yeah yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, Sarah Jessica Parker is like this kind of like tight niche, like conservative lady, and then she is dating one of the brothers, and she goes and meets the family for the first time, and so it's basically like her straight-laced conservative-ish meeting this like really wacky liberal like dysfunctional family almost, and just trying to blend. Rachel McAdams is in it, and I love her. Ugh. It's got uh, Dermot Mulroney, the guy from Copycat. <gasps> oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. So. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, that's your first episode, right? Yeah. Wasn't that your first episode? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Copycat. Copycat. Yeah. Was Love Actually a, a Christmas movie too? Yes. I've yes. never, yeah. I've never seen that. Actually, I was actually going to say, as saccharine as it is, I'm watching that tonight with my boo. Yeah. That's what he wants to watch tonight. It's a so. really sweet movie. So. I have to watch The Family Stone instead. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. I yeah. need to see both, so maybe I'll watch them yeah. back to back and just have a bunch of Kleenexes nearby. Yeah, you're gonna have a really busy December. Right? <laughs> yeah. Um, well, here at the Film Flamers, we like to ask some hard-hitting questions. Most importantly, uh, looking back on all this holiday horror we've discussed, uh, who do you think's the hottest guy in holiday horror movies? <laughs> I would say the Silent Night, Deadly Night, dude. Ooh, he is hot. Yeah, that's mm. who I have listed. So, oh, really? Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's just because I was name? having trouble thinking. You know, Jimmy Stewart really melts my butter. I'm, ki- I'm kidding. <laughs> Robert, <laughs> that was a Robert joke. Mitchell. Mm. Um, Robert, Robert Brian Wilson was his name from Silent Night, Deadly Night. He is very hot. I would, say, I would actually say... Um, the boyfriend in the Black Christmas remake who was on that sitcom Oliver Oh God, Oliver was... um oh my god Oliver Hudson Yeah, yeah Oliver Hudson uh, Oof girl Mhm he could get it I don't know him uh, I think it's safe to say that we uh, like we really like holiday horror movies, right? And I, we haven't even like skimmed the surface of what's available to watch. Yeah, there's obviously not a shortage out there. So, oh no, absolutely not. Maybe this can be our new tradition, and we'll reconvene next year and uh, discuss 
two more each or something, right? Yeah. Yeah. Or do you have a least favorite? Like, is there a holiday horror movie that bombed in your in your opinion? Um, I I tend to like them even if they're really bad, but I Me recently too, watched one. Um, it's on Shutter, and I didn't even know it existed until a couple weekends ago. We were looking up some lists of holiday horror, and it's uh, what the hell is it called? Like a Christmas horror story. It's got William Shatner. Oh, in William Shatner's in there, and like Krampus <laughs> yeah. and Santa have like a fight scene, and yeah. like all this crap. Oh. Yeah. It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't my favorite. There's a whole bunch of zombie elves that run around cursing, like they call Mrs. Claus a frozen Christmas whore or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, she is. Yeah, yeah. but uh, I mean, it just didn't land for me. So, do you guys have a least favorite? I remember. And this, like, you can find this on any 50 movie pack that you buy. Silent Night, Bloody Night, I think is what, yeah, Silent Night, Bloody Night. I just, it was boring. It was, like, made in, like, the early 70s, and I think it's barely attached to Christmas, but they, like, retitled it, and it's just very, I just remember being very blah. Yeah, and I I remember, like, oh, this seems so good, I'm gonna love it, and then I watched it, and I was like, the Good Morning Nancy podcast covers this movie, actually, and uh, mm-hmm. rarely do I disagree with them, but I vehemently disagree with them on this movie. <laughs> oh, I, they like it? I think they really like oh, it. I need, oh, really? Yeah. I, I just, it was so boring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's also very bad quality, like grainy. Yeah. It, it's hard yeah. to even see what's going on sometimes. Mm-hmm. I haven't um, seen that, so I don't, maybe uh, I should if skip you, it. If you ever bought in, like, one of those mass, like, 50 movie pack movie things, it's it's in the public domain. So, it's like, buried there yeah, somewhere. Yeah, it's very easy to find. You oh, can watch sure. it for free on YouTube. Yeah. I think yeah. my least favorite Christmas movie is something else everyone else loves, which is Bad Santa. Oh, I love Bad Santa. Yeah, see, everyone else loves it. Literally, I've never everyone seen else. It, so I don't, I don't. I've never seen I it. I just don't have patience it's... for like personal problems like that. Like, I'm just like, no, <laughs> just like stop. I liked it. I liked it. Was it Billy Bob Thornton? Is that who's in that movie? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This was in the Blood Vile days, I think, too. So. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I mean, guys, we really want to thank you for joining us today. I hope you had a good time. We've, oh my God, thanks for having us. We've really enjoyed having y'all here. Uh, tell everybody where they can find your podcast and where they can find you on social media. So we're Cocktail Party Massacre, so we can be found wherever fine podcasts are available. <laughs> and ours. Yeah, and ours, yeah. <laughs> fine podcasts and ours. Yes. Ours um, too. <laughs> right, exactly. So same where, the, uh, same where you guys are. Um, we are on Twitter at CPM Horror Pod. Instagram and Facebook at Cocktail Party Massacre and mm. our website which is www.cocktailpartymassacre.com and if anyone is interested in being a final girl contestant on our game show they can go to which co- is what these two lovely gentlemen have signed up to be <laughs> um, you can go to cocktailpartymassacre.com slash contact so, and we can't wait to kill you and email us at cocktailpartymassacre at gmail.com there you go. Yeah. Well, guys, we really love your show. We cannot wait to become final girls. So, well, one of uh, us. Will you're be. saying that now, but we could just murder you. <laughs> That's probably <laughs> more likely. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, thank you for being here. We really enjoyed it, and I hope you guys have a really happy holiday season. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays to you too, as well.
Well, guys, thanks for listening to our first collaboration with Cocktail Party Massacre. That's right.、Uh, we were really looking forward to having those guys on, and they did not disappoint. And I hope that we can maybe bring that to you again、uh, next Christmas. So it's something to look forward to all year long. That's true. And that just about does it for us for December.、Uh, make sure that you go on to Patreon and find out our December bonus content. We have a slew of stuff on there. Just Tons of gifts ready for y'all, and you can get all that bonus content for as little as two dollars a month. Yep, we've got our hot take for The Haunting of Hill House, we've got our Brightest Flame Award for Best Horror Composer,、uh, we got an Entrails of a Scene where we discuss scary moments in movies, and we have Krampus sequel ideas. That's true, along with, of course, if you haven't already heard it, our episode on Krampus earlier this month. That's right. Don't forget that next month we are covering Rosemary's Baby, and look forward to our top 10. Of our favorite horror movie scores. And you can follow us on social media at The Film Flamers on Facebook and Twitter. Chris, what's our email address? TiredQueens at FilmFlamers.com. And we are tired. It's been a crazy holiday filled day. So until next time, everyone. Sweet happy dreams. Happy holidays.、Oops. Oh, yeah, it's still holidays. It's it? still Christmas. Okay. Let's do it again. Happy, Happy holidays. holidays. Oh my god, we did it right for once. Oh. <laughs> It's a Christmas miracle, everyone. <laughs>